Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. What's up? It's Tuesday, June 4th, and today we have our very first mock draft of 2019. I'm pretty pretty lit, I can't lie. Pretty pumped. Uh, one of my favorite things to do with fantasy football is freaking mock draft. You know, it's funny. It's, it's kind of stupid, but I love mock drafting. It's not stupid because... It keeps me away from getting into 400 leagues. It does. Oh, yeah. Because then you... <laughs> before your, before you're like, big regular draft that you do with all your buds, yeah. you want to get, like, you know, prepared. So right. you go to NFL.com and you join those, like, random leagues just to draft. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're stuck in, like, 10 leagues and you have to pay attention to all of them. <laughs> mock drafts are awesome, though. They... Keep one me year, entertained. Uh, one year I had uh, 12 leagues. Oh, gosh. I paid attention you know, to all it, of them. You know what I used to do when I was extremely crazy and had no time on my hands? All You mean all the time in the world? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would I would do it like 10. I would max out my slots on ESPN. <laughs> and then Stop. I would max out all my leagues on NFL.com. Then I would go to Yahoo. Oh, I would boy. do three different websites and just filling the maximum amount. I love how Yahoo was like last. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for everybody who plays Yahoo because <laughs> there are a lot of people that do Yahoo, but they love Yahoo Sports. ESPN should probably be last though. Yeah, it's not very good. It's the easiest one to like join though. I feel like that's very true. The the the, the newer ones, Sleeper, which is what we'll be using today for our mock draft. And uh, Flea Flicker, are aka two, the Hood ones, the Hood ones. Yeah, no, they those are two very, very good platforms. Yeah, they're way better than the mainstream ones. Um, before we get into our mock draft, we're going to get into the news. But before we do that, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Go like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you're listening: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever. Click the bell for notifications on YouTube. Please go on our iTunes. Well, iTunes doesn't exist anymore, but go on our Apple Podcast and uh, leave a review. That would be spectacular. That would be five lovely. stars. Nice little write up. Auto corrected, fixed. Make it make it sound pretty. Mm-hmm. Share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news first. Ian Rappaport has reported that our good friend, somebody who I I, I feel like my take is getting hotter as the season, it goes, is. season it, goes it is. along, and it's making me extremely angry because Todd Gurley is reported uh, reported by one of he's like the second best reporter in in the NFL probably I would say behind Adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport reported that Todd Gurley will probably not be a workhorse back anymore. Uh, we have already seen the backlash everywhere. Uh, I just heard from you that Todd Gurley is now ranked 16 in ECR. Yep. Um, just from that one report. Now, Ian Rappaport wasn't... I don't know if there were sources behind that because he said probably not a workhorse back. Um, That's... And he also used the words anymore. So it feels like that was more opinion uh... than it was reporting. But... 
I think it that's is, kind of you just being like... I, I really don't want this to be true. <laughs> I don't want it to be true either. But No, uh, I think here... I, 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 after I heard this, I needed to figure out you know a little bit of information on Todd Gurley, and I went and I took twenty five percent of his. I just you know prorated out sixteen games. And I took twenty five percent of his carries away from last year, mm-hmm. and even with twenty five percent of his carries taken away, he had two hundred twenty to two hundred thirty fantasy points. So if he only touches the ball two hundred forty times, the guy is still going to put up an insane amount of fantasy points. But does, is he top 10, though? Yeah. Is he worth a first-round pick? Yeah. Okay. To me, he's worth a first-round pick, yes. He's what not if it's, going What to if be. it's closer to, like, 40% of the snaps? If he's only getting... Because before, I think he was getting 60... I think he was getting 70% of the snaps, I, I would believe. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, so don't take my word on it. Um, But if he gets down to, like, 55%, it's a little bit concerning, but it's still... I don't know. I, I still think the way he produces is... He does... People forget how good he is. Yeah, like like he, if he played all 16 games, he would have led in standard and half PPR by 40 or 50 fantasy points over the crowd. And yeah. so it's like... It's it's crazy to think that this guy went from that to all the way down here because of arthritis in his knee and that report and all that stuff. Um, the whole storyline has been crazy. Over the, over the last couple months, and we can't go over it, but it's concerning. It is concerning that his knee does have problems. Now, I came up with a perfect strategy to uh, implement. Oh boy! <laughs> if you uh, if you feel the urge to draft Todd Gurley, if you do draft Todd Gurley, you have to go out and get Daryl Henderson as as his he like Daryl Henderson with all this reports. He has literally become. Maybe the best handcuff in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, what if they split? Split carries. If they split, then you're screwed. But if Todd Gurley comes in and gets sixty percent of the carries, like he gets a reduced workload, but he still gets a, a good amount of work. He's still Todd Gurley. Yeah, he, he's still Todd Gurley. Because my concern has been not necessarily that Todd Gurley's not going to produce this year. It's the fact that Todd Gurley's not going to get that that he's going to be injury prone and he's going to start like he's going to be out five six weeks right if that's the case then you have daryl henderson to back him up because daryl henderson's talented and behind that offensive line i mean you know who knows what he can do but i think that would be my plan is draft todd Gurley, get his handcuffed daryl henderson later in the draft and sit there with those two guys and if Gurley goes down you still got a Gurley like player on your team of course he's going to be a smaller version of what Gurley is but if that knee really is a problem and if these reports were true that he's not going to be a workhorse back then you know what i mean Th- then it would be a good situation to have them all around but my big problem with all of this is that at the super bowl they were saying that Todd Gurley was not was going to be like the focal part of the offense then in April, they said he was going to be the focal point in the offense. They went out and drafted Daryl Henderson. They didn't use him in the Super Bowl. So now it's getting reported that they're not going to use Todd Gurley as a workhorse back. Do you think that their Rams are just playing in? They're, 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 they're feeding their sources to Ian Rappaport and saying, hey, I, I hate to sound like local talk radio, but uh, to say, hey, Todd Gurley, uh, you know he's not going to play as much as he used to to get people to think like that and te- other teams to think like that just to bring him out week one and use him. I mean, I before. think that's a possibility. So you should definitely keep that in mind. But 
when Ian Rappaport is reporting this. It's not. It's usual. not like it's like a local. B-lay, I mean, he's had you know? he's had a bad track record the last year, but <laughs> it's still Ian Rappaport. Yeah, like I, he's, I mean, a bad track record for him is getting like three things wrong. Three takes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, once once this news came out, I was like, because I've kind of been on your yeah. side, where I'm like, if Todd Gurley falls in the draft, like you have to take him. It's Todd Gurley. This puts a little bit of a take alert, I think, on these takes. Yeah, yeah, it's concerning. Uh, just as the off season goes along, and as you know, mini camps happen, as training camp happens, as preseason happens, keep an eye on Todd Gurley because he's not going to play a preseason game. It's, it, that's not going to happen. So you got to keep an eye on him. See, if, you know, watch the organization, and right, we got to move on. Watch the organization, see what they do, and see if. Anything they're doing is making sense as far as talk. Like if the running back that they drafted, Daryl Henderson, ends up being the third string running back on the team, then that would tell me that Todd Gurley will probably be okay because Malcolm Brown's not going to come in and take snaps from Todd Gurley. Yeah. So just keep an eye on the situation. I personally think Todd Gurley is going to be okay. Okay f- for right now is I would think that he probably finishes you know top six. That's and that's a lot mm, saying from me. Okay. Like that, but See, if, I don't he, even if he know ends about up that anymore, honestly, if he ends up in the second or third round, then that's a great I think pick. If, yeah, especially third round. I think you know if Todd Gurley is there in the third round, you have to take him. Offensive coordinator Eric Benemy, I think I said that right, stated that Damian Williams is their starter and won't go RBBC. Are you crying right now? Um, no, I I've really wanted to hate Damian Williams, and now I'm kind of like. I might have to just eat my own. I'm getting all the takes wrong right now, and it kind of sucks. Damian Williams is a guy that I don't really fully like. I don't think he's – everyone is treating him like Kareem Hunt. He's just not that, and I think they're going to realize that when the season starts. But still, the way that the Chiefs use running backs, if he is the guy and he does not lose the job, my concern is that you draft him in the second round, third round, right? You get Mm -hmm. Damian Williams on your team. And then he loses the job five weeks into the season, like Spencer Ware lost the job right. the last four weeks of the season. You know, you have that situation happen. Then you drafted Damian Williams with your third overall pick. Like that, that, that is just, I'm staying away from him because I don't know what he's going to be. Like, you know, he'll probably get, you know, 200 half PPR fantasy points in the Chiefs offense. Like, you, that's probably well, that's the thing. Happen. It's like, I've been, and I've but been saying he, this. If he doesn't stay on the field, or he loses the job. That's the risk you take. That that is a concern. But you know what I've been saying is for the last like month or two, when you've been down on your boy Damian Williams, yeah, um, he's gonna get all the opportunity in the world yep. in a Chiefs offense that thrives off using running backs and just overall like weapons on offense in an Andy Reid system with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Like I feel like he's gonna succeed. Yeah. Now. As you said, the chances of him losing the job, for example, that can be a little bit of a concern. But if he's playing well, which chances are he will if he's the starter in the Chiefs offense, Mm -hmm. he's probably not going to lose his job. It's one of those things that if Damian Williams were to go out first four weeks of the season, have a decent start, right? Darwin Thompson's the third guy, or the second, say Darwin Thompson rises up to be the second guy on the roster. You know what I mean? He wins the second string job, and Carlos Hyde is sitting behind him <laughs> uh say that happens damian williams five weeks into the season you know he hurts his ankle and he has to miss a month right then you put 
Darwin Thompson come he comes in. He runs like Kareem Hunt. He pass catches like Kareem Hunt. He's basically reincarnate Kareem Hunt. Now Damian Williams is sitting here and I don't know if that would happen though cuz even like Carlos Hyde too though. They're both the same age. They've been in the league the same amount of years. Carlos, Hyde, Carlos Hyde is a more productive version of Damian Williams. Like I think Carlos Hyde is a better running back than Damian. He's Williams. not as explosive. Damian though. Williams was like a 6th or 7th round pick and Carlos Hyde was a first or second round. If you're just talking about just pure running the football, I think Carlos Hyde's probably better. But for fantasy purposes, he's not. I'm just maybe I'm bitter. I think you're you're a little. Bitter, I picked up yes. Spencer Ware last year and <laughs> <laughs> ended up being Damian Williams. Bears a tight end Trey Burton underwent hernia surgery Ooh. and will miss off season workouts. A little bit concerning. Uh, but he is a tight end. They'll probably land on the waiver wires after your yeah. draft. Um, and it's just was, off-season workouts anyway. He's one of the sleeper tight ends that I'm looking at later in the draft to kind of, you know, fill out your team. Possibly a guy who might turn into, you know, a guy that finishes in the top ten. I don't want to say any particular names because I'll get made fun of. <laughs> but he could turn into a a a good late round draft selection at tight end. But at the same time, it, it doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't hurt anyone. It's not no. like you lost a top five tight end. Like I said, I don't even think it's a big deal anyway. It's... Yeah, it, it'll it'll be all right. Uh, Terrell Pryor signed with the Jags. Um, boring signing of the week. Yep. <laughs> He's probably not even going to be used. Probably will be no, cut. No, true. And uh, I got this news today. I don't know if you heard this, but Austin Safarian Jenkins has been cut by the Patriots. Oh, really? Yeah. He got cut today because apparently he asked for a month off for family reasons. So they cut and him. Bill was like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, no. Uh, so everyone that was excited about seeing Tom Brady and Austin Safari and Jenkins connect. Yeah, all you four yeah. people. Yeah, uh, he's done. So that's all we got for the news today. Let's move into our mock draft. We're live mock drafting today. Oh, boy. Being prepared for the draft is important, and we will show you how we draft in particular. So here's how it's going to work. I... I'm going to take the first guy. Of course, the easy pick. The easy pick. And then you will take the second, and we're just okay. going to keep switching off as yep. the rounds go on. We so are drafting one team. We're co-ownering a team. Co-ownering a team. Uh, just heads up, if we ever did that, I think I'd probably destroy you <laughs> and end up murdering you by the end of the draft. Yeah, probably. Um, in case you're wondering, we are doing our draft on Sleeper, uh, and this is not a paid advertisement. It could be. It, it could be. <laughs> Um, so let's get started with the mock draft. Um, the first three guys that we had off the board, Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, as expected. Mm -hmm. Um, the order of these three guys has been kind of interesting as, as the season goes or the off season goes along Yeah, because I've seen Saquon go one. I've seen Zeke go one. I've seen Alvin Kamara go one. Last year it was like Todd Gurley. Like if you didn't take Todd Gurley, you were an idiot. I think Barkley is the like I think a majority of people would say Barkley's the number one guy. Right. But you're going to see plenty of drafts where Zeke's going one, and you're even going to see a lot of drafts where Kamara goes one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, we're picking four yep. in our mock. So draft. we have the fourth overall pick, which is a pretty good spot to be in if you're picking number four in your league. I yeah. think you'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Considering we're going, we're going uh, easy on the first one. <laughs> I'm stuck in a. We just did an R draft lottery, and yeah. I have the 10th overall pick. So. Yeah, I got number two, and I don't know if I'm happy about it yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Zeke goes one, Kamara goes two, Barkley goes three. So, we're sitting here. We have uh, Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, among other options. For me, 
this is <laughs> this is a difficult pick. See, it wouldn't be difficult for me. This is why we're button heads. Um, obviously, we're not going to take a wide receiver here. That's not going to be an option. Uh, you want to start your draft with a running back, generally speaking. And uh, you know, when you go late in the first round, if if there are no running backs that look right. so, enticing, uh, draft a wide receiver if you feel like that, because. If you're at one oh you know one oh eight one oh nine or one ten, you're going to flip the next round to be the earlier pick. Correct. So you'll be able to get a running back. I think if you're in the top five, probably even top six, you yeah. you got to take a running. You got to take a running, especially back. in this draft where there's clearly like five or six really good running backs at right. the top. You got to take one of those guys. Right. So um, the choices are between Christian McCaffrey for me and Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin Gordon. They're not the same player. No. And Melvin Gordon is is injury prone. So I kinda have to I kinda have to take Christian McCaffrey, even though I don't want to. Do it. Come on. <laughs> I will take Christian McCaffrey. All right. This the safe pick. <laughs> the safe pick. And the pick yeah. that I would have done as well. Uh Christian McCaffrey, he's a stud. We all know that. Um the only the, the reason why I would take because I have Melvin Gordon pretty high on my draft board. Yeah. And I love Melvin Gordon. He's pretty high too. I mean he's yeah, jumping up there. He is jumping up there. So but the reason why I take Christian McCaffrey is because Melvin Gordon is like guaranteed to miss two or three games. Christian McCaffrey has never been hurt. Right. So I will take the guy that's gonna be on the field the entire season as opposed to the guy that um, could miss a rant, like yeah. a your first playoff game. Yeah, out of the right. blue with some illness. Exactly. Um, we have Melvin Gordon going 105, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Adams, James Conner, Todd Gurley, Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Travis Kelsey. Um, nothing is really surprising here. I've noticed that David Johnson is kind of rising up in the uh, draft boards, Um but DeAndre Hopkins, not surprising. De- 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 Devontae Adams, my word. I keep saying that wrong. Uh, he's good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. That's basically how you would expect the top 10 to go. Right. Um, and then you go into the second round. Todd Gurley is where this is starting to drop like a rock. Todd Gurley <laughs> goes yeah. pick uh, 201. Uh, and then Joe Mixon's the only other running back in the second round so far taken. So... Basically, you have a little bit of a run going on with wide receivers. The surprising pick at 206, Travis Kelsey. Um, it's a little bit high for Travis Kelsey, I would not, in my opinion. Yeah. I like Kelsey, too, but second round to me is just middle of the second round. A little like too now high. you got Melvin, the team with Melvin Gordon and Travis Kelsey is now sitting here with you know no wide receivers. Right. And they're not going to be able to pick till 305. So you got the pick here, boss, at 207. <laughs> Who you got? So here, in my mind, so we got Odell Beckham, who's available. We got Dalvin Cook, Antonio Brown, Nick Chubb, Damian Williams, your guy, Mike Evans, Adam Thaleen, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. I do have some options here. In my mind, we just took Christian McCaffrey. So unless there's a running back that I'm really eyeing here, I'm probably going receiver. Okay. And there isn't a running back at this point. Like, if Joe Mixon was here, I'm taking him. Yeah, but spot. He got, right. But he went uh, two thirteen. So right now it's like Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, and I'm not right. a huge fan necessarily of either of those guys. So I'm kind, of, and I'm a big fan of Odell and Antonio Brown. So I think it comes down to those two guys to be the WR one for our team, and I'm gonna go yeah. with Odell Beckham Jr. Odell. because he is um, 
my guy, we talked about him a little bit when we were doing our wide receiver show, that I am crazy lit about Odell Beckham Jr. this year. Yeah. I think he's um I think with the Browns offense as a whole is just gonna turn up. Right. They're just gonna get lit. <laughs> and he's he's he instead of having Eli Manning throw the ball to him, right. he's having Baker Mayfield throw the ball to him, which I think is an upgrade. And I think, you know, if they used all those assets to get Odell, they're going to use him. And they're going to use him a lot. Right. Um so the way I look at this is it's kinda like um I guess, you know, when you're looking at if you wanted to tier certain guys, right? Hmm. You would have the top, you know, basically you had the top 10 running backs go off the board. That's basically your tier one, two, and three. Right. Uh, and then you look at the wide receiver position and you're at tier two of wide receivers. So do you want to jump down to tier four or do you want to stay in tier two of what jump, jump down to tier four of running backs? Or do you want to stay in tier two of wide receivers at this point where you actually have, you know, a high end player that can actually produce? Um, I don't necessarily disagree with the pick. I would have said if Joe Mixon was on the board to go Joe Mixon. I would I would have got Joe, Joe Mixon too. That's why. I but brought when him you're up. when you're but, talking about guys like Damian Williams, you know, like you're you're jumping into like tier four. Right. That's what I'm. Right. Williams, Freeman, Cook. You know, uh, if you want to put Josh Jacobs in that conversation, you can. But um, there is a lot of guys that you could make a mistake on there. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has been injury prone. Damian Williams, you know, like I we talked about that earlier. The question marks for me, and then Nick Chubb in a half PPR league. I've been kind of fading him a little bit because Nick Chubb to me is not a great option in a half PPR. He can't catch the ball. He just runs it. Now he's a good running back, but that's why he's three hundred one in half PPR. That's I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, so Odell Beckham is a good pick. Oh, thanks. I'll give you that. Uh, Damian Williams was 208, 209. Antonio Brown, Dalvin Cook, 210. Nick Chubb, 301. Um, and then 302 was Marlon Mack. And then Mike Evans at 303. Now, I'm frustrated because Marlon Mack's my running back. Yep, that was your guy who just got picked. <laughs> That's my guy that just got taken. So our current team, by the way, right now, we have Christian McCaffrey and Odell. Those are the only two guys on our team right now. Right. So for me, at this spot, I would look usually look to go running back. Yep. Um, as of right now, with Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and Marlon Mack off the board, we have a couple of options at running back, but not too much. ADP 25 right now is Leonard Fournette, and Devonta Freeman is another guy that is going off the board a little bit early. Um, my problem is, is that with Fournette and Freeman – they both have injury problems. Yep. If you draft them and you put them as your RB2 on your team, then that's going to <laughs> that might end up hurting you in the long run. Right. Um the other running backs going off the board ADP 30, Derrick Henry 32, Josh Jacobs uh, as well 32, Aaron Jones. And I think you get into a different tier. Right, you start point. dropping into a different tier. So now you have to start thinking about do you draft eight your second wide receiver at this point? Because a lot of wide receivers have come off have come off the board, and do you want to wait? Mm-hmm. The thing that I've been kind of thinking about in fantasy football or, or in drafts, especially for this year, is that in round four and five, you can get your wide receiver too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as of right now, picking at three oh four, we have to. I think we have to go running back. But I agree. I just don't know. Who to go see, with. there's a guy I know who I would take here. And no, it's not Patrick Mahomes, even though he is available. Wow. Um, 
But yeah, you know, currently it says the top guys available going by ADPs: Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hill, and Mahomes, Fournette, yeah. Zach Ertz, which is an interesting option, Devontae Freeman, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green. So you have some options here. Who are you going to go with? I don't want to, but oh, that's never, never, never a good thing to say oh, no. before you pick a player. <laughs> when you're sitting there and you go, uh, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it. Um, I think I'll have to go Leonard Fournette. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. That's who I was going to get. If I'm in that slot, I don't even know if it was close. I would have definitely gone Fournette there. I, I was, think Fournette. I was thinking about Thaley. You're 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 right about Fournette being. Oh, Mahomes kind of fell in the draft. Sorry, it's going by. Um, <laughs> Fournette is a guy yeah. who I think you're right about the injuries. Right. But when he is out there, people forget how good he is, and I right. think he's one of. It's hard to call someone going in the third round a sleeper, but I think he's kind of considered a sleeper. Right. Going late third round in a lot of drafts, I think he can be, you know, maybe even a low end RB one by the right. end of the year. Yeah. No. I. I I really do like Leonard Fournette because he has a ceil- he has a very high ceiling. He you yeah. know he had a stretch of games last year where he was very very good, and so I think he's he's a very good running back. But his problems have been injuries and attitude, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him, it's kind of a risky pick at three hundred four, but he can be an RB one, which for for us both of us looking at you know a fantasy team, we want our RB one and RB two on our team to be finishing in the top ten, you know right. top twelve. Um, and so if you get that, that you're, you're building your, uh, proverbial super team, <laughs> um, T Y Hilton at three Oh five, Adam Thaleen at three Oh six, Devonta Freeman, three Oh seven. And we got Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones. Dang it. Dang it. George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes and AJ green. Also a guy that, uh, I would have taken going in, in the that fourth spot. round, going in the fourth so, round. Yeah, this is. This is a part of the draft where I'd be so mad yeah. at everybody right now because I'm sitting here in the fourth round, and the guys I would have looked at was like Aaron Jones. Right. I would have looked at Mahomes here. I would have looked at A.J. Green. All those guys just went off the board. So now I'm Thank sitting God here. Thank God Mahomes went off with, the board and you didn't pick him. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> if A.J. Green was there, I would have definitely taken A.J. Yeah, Green in the right. fourth round. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on, AJ Green in the fourth round. Yeah, people are sleeping on him too. I think I think his problem is the it's he had a very serious I, foot injury. So it's, it it is concerning. I get it, but he was like right there. He was right below Julio for the last like three years. Yeah, he was going like mid second round. Yep, and he has one one. I took him last year in the second round. Yeah, and now all of a sudden he's a mid fourth round pick after right. an injury like. And I get he has injury history, mm-hmm. which is why I never liked him in the second round. But as a fourth round pick, I kind of like him. So I'm sitting here with Sony Michelle, yep. Stefan Diggs, Carrion Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Edelman, Mark Ingram, yep. Brandon Cooks, Andrew Luck, Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, some other guys, Aaron Rodgers is available. This stinks for me because all the guys I wanted just got picked. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in a very tough spot. So typically. In this situation, we have two running backs and a receiver. I think trade out. No. <laughs> you, I mean, if you if your league can have it, I definitely would. <laughs> this is kind of an interesting spot. I'm debating I I hard take. here. Is it carry on? Yeah, yeah. I'm debating hard between carry on Johnson, Stephon Diggs, and Mark Ingram right now. I know Mark Ingram was tad off the board, but I'm a huge fan of him this year. <sighs> I, I don't like Mark Ingram this year. Really? Yeah. No, I don't. 
beside well, the we point. We picked a different. I'm not going to take him though. You know, I'm actually going to go with a. For the first time, I think we disagree on a guy. I'm going to take Stefan Diggs here. Um, to complete the team, we have Dang. now Odell, Fournette, McCaffrey, and Diggs. That's a tough pick. I, I'm not crazy about Diggs, but yeah. I think I carry on. I don't mind him either, but you know what we've been saying? C.J. Anderson, bro, Yeah, and trusting the Lions. Mm-hmm. I think Diggs is probably the safer pick there, but the guys I wanted right. all got off the board there. So, right. Yeah, it gets difficult. You. Especially in this part of the draft. This is why you need to uh, show up to your draft with a sheet of paper. <laughs> you need to watch the other teams and who they're drafting and uh, make sure you're paying attention because if you allow this kind of thing to happen to you where you, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're anticipating, oh, I want Aaron Jones, oh, I want A.J. Green, oh, I yeah. want, you know, Keenan Allen or, or you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and, you, and you don't get any of those guys at your spot, then you need to be prepared for another situation. Now there, I probably would have taken uh on Johnson and then mm-hmm. waited a couple of picks because we did have receivers, uh, receivers on the board. So, uh, you know, we didn't get hurt too bad. Sony, Michelle, Philip, Lindsay, Mark Ingram. I think they're all guys that have bust potential this year. And I don't know if they're going to be very good. The Detroit lions offense is a little bit scary, yeah. which is why I, I don't, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Carryon Johnson, but I'm nervous to take him that high um, in the fourth round. But I think he had his upside is like RB one. It is. I mean, I mean his. Up, I don't know about RB one, but it is high. Um, that's why I was also debating about taking him in the fourth round. I think that's just a tad early for me. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it Uh-oh. to you. Uh, this is a man who I have been in love with since the draft. Um, I predicted that he would go to the Chicago Bears, Uh-oh. and I love David Montgomery. Um, he's a freaking awesome This back. is what I get for taking a second it's receiver. It's true. It's true. Uh, I'm going to take David Montgomery here at 5.04. It's a little bit early. I would normally take a guy like him in the sixth round, but as of right now, where we sit, there's not a lot of running backs, and I like to put my running backs in, you know, my fle- I'd like to put running backs in my flex position, yeah, um, because I feel like it's a you're a, a better opportunity to get more fantasy points. A lot of people draft wide receivers and put them at their flex, and then sit there and hope they turn out to be really good, and and that doesn't happen. David Montgomery, I think he's he's going to be the guy. He's actually going to mm-hmm. I think he's going to take work away from Tariq Cohen. I think that he's going to be the workhorse back in the offense that the Chicago Bears want. And I think that he'll he'll be a three down back. He'll get that production, and with the opportunity that he has with the Chicago Bears, I think yeah. he can turn that into RB one potential. If you were drafted, you know that high in a draft with that much talent, and you're getting the opportunity, it's going to turn into fantasy points. So I'll put David Montgomery in my flex all day long. Okay, I'm a little nervous about that pick. This is why we can't share teams because I don't mind Montgomery, and I do like his upside. It's just. There's a good chance. There's a really good chance he might not even be the starting back. Yeah. So to have him on my flex would make me nervous, but the upside is there where... He's going to be the starting back. Sorry. Mike Davis blows. (laughs) I think he will, but I'm just saying there is a legitimate possibility that he won't. So here, it's very interesting. We got... Now we're in the fifth round, or sorry, sixth round. Our team is McCaffrey and Fournette and Montgomery at running back. Mm Mm-hmm. 
We have Odell and Diggs at receiver. So now we're kind of in an interesting spot. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have a tight end. We don't need one until the 10th round. Don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we can start filling out the bench, too, if we take another running back or receiver. Yeah. So I know oh, which I, guy I would take here. Okay, I got Chris Godwin, uh, Calvin Ridley, yep. Tariq Cohen, OJ Howard, Tyreek Hill, which is an interesting guy, Eric Ebron, my boy, Tyler Lockett, Baker Mayfield, uh, Hunter yeah. Henry. So some guys that are available. Um, I have a guy in mind, and I'm just curious who is the guy that you're thinking Calvin of. Calvin Ridley. Okay, that is one of the guys I have in mind. I like Calvin Ridley. I like Calvin Ridley too. Chris Godwin. But I think the guy I'm going with here is the guy you just said, which is Chris Godwin. I'm pretty high on Chris Godwin because unlike Ty- or unlike um, Calvin Ridley, although actually Mike Cal- Evans. Calvin Ridley does have uh, Julio Jones and Sanu, so I'll give you that. Yeah. But I think Tampa, you know, those guys, there is a few guys in that offense that – lit it up last year they no longer have adam humphreys yeah and that's that's big i mean he was a big target in that offense Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna throw the ball just as much if not more than they did last year and they threw it a lot last year so i I think chris godwin's gonna be huge and not to mention deshaun jackson also left so they're losing two of their top three receivers chris godwin's now the number two guy there yeah uh i'm pretty high on him i'm not sure if i'm willing to start him but as a our first bench yeah. player, I'm pretty happy with that. The one of the things that I'm looking at when when I draft, after you get past what I call the uh, the structure of your team, the first five rounds. Yeah. Once you get past that, then for me, round six through ten, six through eleven is the building blocks, the guys that you think could break out, the guys that yep, you know that that if like a guy like Stefan Diggs does what he normally does and he's completely inconsistent, you can say, oh. Chris Godwin's good. We're going to take him. We're going to put him in that spot. Uh, and I, I would have taken him there. I probably would have taken Calvin Ridley just because of the sheer volume yeah. he's going to I get. Mean, next I mean, I was year. debating between those two guys. Um, for but sure. I think you can go either way with those guys. To be honest with you, I was kind of hoping Ridley would fall to 704 because if he had, we could get Chris Godwin and Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. and not even have the discussion. But the next few picks 608, Baker Mayfield. Uh, tight end Eric Ebron at 609, 6'10", Calvin Ridley, 701, A.J. Howard. O.J. O.J., wow. O.J. <laughs> Howard. Uh, Matt Ryan at 702, and Tevin Coleman Ugh, So we still do not have a quarterback in tight end. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, uh, keep 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 that in your shorts. <laughs> uh, so there's some options here. Uh, Tariq Cohen was ADP 55, which was around earlier, uh, but I'm not going to draft him. Because I don't like Tyreek Hill. What about Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. He'll probably yeah. be out of the league. and Probably pass. I'm on. <laughs> uh, so two of the guys that I'm looking at. At this point, you're starting to, like you said, build that, like we were saying, build that um, that bench with guys that could possibly break out. And there's two yeah. guys in my mind that could do that. One I like more than the other, but one I actually think has a better chance of it's tough. <laughs> you had it's between team. DJ Moore and yep. Tyler Boyd. Now DJ okay. Moore is on his team as the basically him and Curtis Samuel are the only wide receivers. He's yes. a um, he's a very good wide receiver. He has he's a first round pick. He has the opportunity to break out and be a wide receiver one this year and a guy that you can get in the seventh round as a wide receiver one. That's awesome. Tyler Boyd is another guy that if he gets the volume in a Zach Taylor offense. And it, he came from the St. Louis Rams. 
Los Angeles Rams every time. The Los Angeles Rams. He came from the Los Angeles Rams in an offense where they passed it to three guys who yep. finished as as top fifteen receivers. So Tyler Boyd could finish as a wide receiver one this year. I don't know. See, the only problem for me is that Tyler Boyd sitting up behind AJ Green. If AJ Green was to get hurt, Tyler Boyd would probably shift into a oh he would jump high end wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. So I love Tyler Boyd. It's a question of which guy is going to break out. They're both getting picked at 68. Yeah. Both of them. So I think I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. I love DJ Moore. Ooh, but I thought you were Tyler going, Boyd. I thought you were going more there. Um, I feel like DJ Moore is going to be on the board and we'll see in a second. I don't think don't so. Don't do it to me. I don't think so. <laughs> no. no, there he goes. <laughs> he left. Dude, uh, Robbie Anderson just got picked. Dang it. That was my guy. Uh, James White got picked at 705, yeah. uh, 706. Rest of the seventh round, Tariq Cohen, Drew Brees, Tyler Lockett, Hunter Henry, T- uh, Tyreek Hill, and then eighth round start uh, at 801, Alshon Jeffrey, Russell Wilson, Lamar Miller, DJ Moore, Evan Engram, and Robbie Anderson. So yep. a lot of these guys, like I, I personally like here at 807, I like Miles Sanders. I think he has a good chance of being really good, but mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of wide receivers um at this point like i like christian kirk i like dante pettis um i like sterling shepherd so you're gonna have some guys here maybe a little bit too early for them but at 807 you got to get some running backs on your team some yeah some guys on your bench that can make sense but um for me i i'd probably go miles sanders here what do you got i'm thinking about him but i think him and jordan howard like they kind of scare me a little bit i know it's kind of yeah <sighs> I don't know. That's tough. Where was Miles Sanders picked? Was he a second round pick? Yes. No. Third round pick. Third round. Early. I think it was early third round, but I'm not okay. entirely sure. Yeah. Again, this is a part of the draft where I think it's it's very very tight. Where you the can thing, go. the difference for me between Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders is the fact that Jordan Howard is the. I got, there was a report today that said that he's been practicing pass catching and that he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not a pass catching back. Miles Sanders isn't all the round back, so they're saying that he can come in and be that guy. I don't expect him to do anything this year. The only reason why I would take him is for the 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 chance that he might right. be something. He might get well, the start. So he's role. a rookie too, which kind of concerns me. We're down to oh, you paused it. Never mind. I was gonna yeah, say we're yeah, down yeah. to ten seconds left. <laughs> um, he's a rookie, which does concern me. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm usually all in on rookies, but. When you have like Jordan Howard ahead of him too, rookie running backs, you mean? Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> very important. <laughs> we'll clarify that. Um, rookie running backs, I'm usually all in on. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Jordan Howard, I think, is going to be the starting back there, at least when the season starts. I think Miles right. Sanders will eventually be the guy. I don't know if it's going to be Week One though, um, which is kind of. <laughs> Yeah. Ironic considering the guy I'm actually going to take. I was very tempted to say Carson Wentz here because oh, I love him, but I, I know you're going to hate me if I do that. No quarterbacks or tight ends. Boss. So I'm actually looking at a different running back here. You want to help me out? Mr. Penny, baby. Rashad Penny. Um, So the Seahawks ran the ball the most in the love it last year, and they Rashad just Penny. lost Mike Davis. So yeah. it's between him and Chris Carson on the team. Yeah. And I think, you know, they used a first-round I believe it was a first-round pick. It was pick a late first-round pick. A, it he was, was a, picked before Sony Michelle. I mean, they used a first-round pick on him. They yeah. want him to be the guy eventually. It wasn't last year. I think there's a chance and it could be this year. fire. Chris Carson was undrafted. 
yeah, I mean, Chris Carson's awesome, but I, I think there is a chance, and when you're drafting in the 8th, ninth, 7th round, and you're drafting your bench, you're kind of looking at this. Is there a chance for this guy to break out, as you said? And I yeah. think Penny definitely has that. Yeah. Um, oh, come on. Really? Your guy. <laughs> uh, pick 808, uh, Kareem Hunt, 809, Allen Robinson, 810, Nikhil Harry. A little high for Nikhil Harry, rookie that is wide a receiver. Um, I, I wouldn't even draft him in the in the draft at all. But he has he has potential to do something. He might get yeah. you like two games. Uh, Jordan Howard at nine oh one, Latavius Murray nine oh two, and Vance McDonald at nine oh three. So so That's far we got we got a lot of tight ends coming off the board. Yeah. Um. But for me, this pick we were just talking about this guy. Um. There's also some other players that I'm I'm kind Where's of interested ends? in. Don't I <laughs> no. take if I'm you in this spot? And this is why we're co-owners of team. I would take Carson Wentz here. We'll see what happens. Um, I think he's an elite sleeper, sleeper quarterback, considering he's going in the ninth round. Right. And I think he could probably finish around five or six. Right. He's got that kind of upside. And there's a lot of weapons in mm-hmm. Philly this year. I think pe- some people are kind of sleeping on Wentz, but it's not my pick. It's yours. Uh, so one of the guys I'm going to take. He's uh, ADP seventy six. He's fallen. Kind of a little bit down the draft board, I think more specifically because of the news that people got today about um, Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do this. Go ahead. We're I'm going to take him. Miles Sanders. I was gonna. I was thinking about taking Christian Kirk, but I'll take Miles Sanders. Um, you never know. You can never have too many running backs. But in the ninth round, Miles Sanders, if he turns into something, then awesome. If he ends mm-hmm. up sucking, then <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... If he ends up the, with the like, if we get out of training camp and they say Miles Sanders has the starting role, right? I'm feeling good about that. Uh, if if he does not have the starting role, this guy's probably going to go undrafted. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um. You saw what Philip Lindsay did to Royce Freeman last true. year. That is true. That's a good point. And so I think Miles Sanders could do that. And he's he was he was actually drafted. He wasn't Philip Lindsay, so it's a little right. bit easier for him. But it just depends. Jordan Howard for two years in a row was an RB one. Last year he was he was RB twenty, I think. So I don't know how much he can actually provide for the team. He got two hundred and fifty plus carries last year, Jordan Howard, wow. and he had three point I think it was three point seven yards a carry, which is bad. And it's like if they want to buy in on that, feel free. But like <laughs> to me, Miles Sanders is the rookie guy who's going to come in and produce. I do I, lately. I've kind of grown towards Miles Sanders as in the past where I've, I've been like, why would people want to go after him? He's probably going to be a guy that ends up on my waiver wire, but it's cool though him. that we both got, both got the guys that we wanted there in back to back rounds. So. Right. Um, so I wanted penny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. So now it's my turn to pick. Yeah. Um, Will Fuller just went Jared McKinnon, Chicago bears defense, Darrell Henderson, a guy who could be the starter. Um, Dante Pettis is that my boy, your guy, uh, San Francisco receiver. Royce Freeman, I Rolls too. Royce, I yeah, Christian Rolls Kirk, these. a guy you wanted. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf and jo- David Njoku, who I was kind of thinking about taking if he was here. Yeah, Marvin Jones, I Corey Davis. I was hoping he'd fall. Here. And Shady McCoy, how the mighty have fallen. So a name I did not say who just got picked, who I wanted you to take last round, is still on the board here. And why do you think I 10. waited, boss? And <laughs> my guy, who I was just loving and talking about yep. is still here Carson Wentz and that's the guy I'm going to take we finally take a quarterback this is why you wait on quarterbacks 
yeah. for this reason right here. And I know you like want to stream quarterbacks, which you can do, honestly, especially this I'm year. I'm streaming quarterbacks. But even if you just wait till the 10th round, I just got a guy who I think is probably going to finish in the top six. Yeah. And I got him in round 10. You know, you don't have to spend a third round yeah, pick right. or a fourth round pick. I mean, on this is, you know, and I'm not even, I won't even judge you for taking a quarterback here just because after round 10 is where I'm starting to look at quarterbacks. Yeah. And Carson Wentz has been going consistently in the 10th or 11th round. Last year, I drafted him in like the fifth or sixth round, and that's why I'm never drafting quarterbacks early again. <laughs> um, but I do, I do, I, I don't mind this pick. I would, if, if David Njoku had made it four picks, I would have taken Njoku I would have taken over, Njoku over, over that too. guy. Yep. Um, but we're sitting here and, and, you know, Carson Wentz is a good look for the team. Uh, Sterling Shepard went 10-08, 10-09, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, 10-10, 11-1, Geronimo Allison, uh, Mikol Hardman, 11-2, and then uh, Jared Goff at 11-3. Who I also like. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out my pick. I don't know. There's some guys, I think for us, you have to kind of look – you have to start looking at the tight end position. Yeah. And when I look at the tight end position, you have, uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson, 127. You have Robert Gronkowski, two, uh, 129. I don't know why anyone is continuing <laughs> to draft Rob Gronkowski. you got to take Gronk here, uh, Trey Burton, the news we just talked about earlier, at 130. Delaney Walker, 131. Austin Hooper, 131. Um, and so you got some of these guys. Hooper and Trey Burton are two guys that I keep an eye on, but you can wait till the 14th yeah, round to get them. At this point. So now I shift my thought to the wide receiver position, and I shift my thoughts to the running back position. Ronald Jones is an intriguing option. Um, he is. I like Ronald Jones, but I think what I'm going to do here is go with a guy that I've been uh, loving on lately quite a bit, and his name is James Washington. Uh, James Washington is the second, hopefully the second wide receiver mm, good pick. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's basically stepping, hopefully stepping into the role of Juju Smith-Schuster. If he gets, he's not going to get that production, right? Right. So we can back off on that. But he could finish. This guy was drafted with the mentality that he was supposed to be there next to Antonio Brown. It wasn't actually Juju. I think he was a second round pick. And so James Washington is a guy that's talented. He's got the same build as Antonio Brown. He's got the same hands. He's basically Antonio Brown, a second-round pick that got outbeat by Juju yeah, last year. Yeah. So I think for me, James Washington coming into that second role, he could be a, a mid-to-low-end wide receiver, too. That's a hot take, but he could be a mid-to-low-end wide receiver, too, this year. And in round 11, that's pretty good. You know, yep. you get that guy. He's somebody that you could, if he, if say he goes off in five straight weeks and gets like 15 to 20 fantasy points, say that happens, right? You can sell him. You can get rid of him and say, okay, this guy, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to trade him to get, you know, a, a better wide receiver or a better running back. Right. Um, and so I would use him for that. And then there's always the off chance that, uh, God forbid, Juju gets hurt and James Washington has to step into that role. A lot of people are saying Donta Moncrief is going to have this role. We've talked about Donta Moncrief for three years now. So we can back up on Moncrief. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. So James Washington is their number two. Uh, if he produces like their number two, like Juju did last year, you got <laughs> you got more than enough in the 11th round. That's true. So now we're in the, I think, the 12th round. Last. These last, not even, so the last two rounds, I think, are less of a crapshoot than rounds 12 and 13. Yeah. These two rounds, I think, are absolutely filled with complete hot garbage. 
<laughs> but um, so I'm picking here in the twelfth round. Yeah. At this point, I'm not afraid to really take a risk right. at all. We've already kind of we've established our team. We've mm-hmm. already pretty much established our bench as well. Oh, you're going to take a hot take is what you're going to so do. So that is kind of, yes, yeah, setting up for a hot take. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Now, here's why. Jimmy G. I have Carson Wentz, right? Okay. So I'm not really too worried about the quarterback position. But you like the quarterbacks. You're drafting all the I quarterbacks. Do, but on. we're done with quarterbacks. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo here in the 12th round. Now, I know that's a little – That's I think he was going 13th, 14th round. Right. So it's a little bit off the board. Garoppolo is a guy, though, who I think has tremendous upside. And if he doesn't work out, like, that's fine. You took him in the 12th round. If he works yeah. out and is, is what we thought he was going to be last year and is a top six or seven fantasy quarterback right. and even top five, like you just took this guy in the 12th round and now you can trade him if you want yeah. and get an elite player, maybe even a starred tight end that you didn't yeah. draft. You and can if, trade Jimmy, if Jimmy G turns into the next... Patrick Mahomes, which is right. unlikely, but unlikely, but <laughs> if he if still. he ends up being a top five quarterback, and maybe and Carson Wentz, you know, game. has a bad year, and you're like, oh crap, yeah. why did I take Carson Wentz in the tenth round? Right. But Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being very good, so that's why I think at it, it's very good to take a risky quarterback in the twelfth and thirteenth round. Yeah, definitely. Twelve oh eight in the rest of the twelfth round. Los Angeles Rams defense. Austin Eckler, D.D. Westbrook. Moving into the thirteenth, we have Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Jackson all going off the board. Um, we get to our pick at thirteen four, and uh, we have two more rounds to go. So our last two rounds we reserve for kickers and defenses. Which I, means I generally we need a tight end. Which means we need a tight end, and that sucks because I was going to take Curtis Samuel. <laughs> we'll go tight endless. I'm not worried about it. Um, we do have two guys on the board that were, uh, consi- were that are still here from when we talked about them uh, two rounds earlier. Yeah, um, and that's Trey Burton and Austin Hooper. I'm going to go Austin Hooper. Yep. That's the guy um, I went to. I don't want to go off recent news of saying that uh, the injury or the surgery hernia surgery is going to bother. Trey Burton, but um, I just like Austin Hooper's upside. He's in a better he's in a better offense, and I think they're going to throw the ball a crap ton this year. Um, so I think with Austin Hooper, you get a lot of a breakout potential. If he ends up stinking, then you know either go trade for a guy or stream like yeah. you know like you normally would. But uh, that rounds out the team pretty well with Austin Hooper in the last round. Who knows? Maybe he turns into this year's George Kittle. Ooh. So now 14th round, 15th round, you're going defense kicker. What I do with defense is typically I end up streaming defenses. So who I pick here really doesn't matter. But I would I, – I, <laughs> so I feel the same way. I'm like – same. We do Well, we do the same with kickers too, a smart, honestly. A smart thing to do with your defenses is at the draft. You already have the schedule out. You already understand Correct. That's where on. I was going. I right. was just going to say – what I would do with the defense, the little research I do, is I would just to see who has the easiest schedule. Yep. And I haven't done that research yet, so, so I'm completely I'm take the best guy off so the board. So honestly, do it. What I do take here is I was just gonna say I would take the Texans because of JJ <laughs> Watt and uh, Javon Clowney. I think they'll get to the quarterback. They'll get some sacks for you. But yeah. typically with defenses here, I would just kind of look at the easiest schedule. Yeah. And just try to base your draft pick on that. Right. Um. That's that's kind of what I would go for if you're especially if you're streaming defenses because defenses change throughout the whole year. Right, the guys exactly. that are usually in the defenses that are in the top five. Right, usually only like two of those five defenses stay in the top five. Right, and so for me, like the way I kind of look at this, I held on to the Houston Texans D by the way for way too long last year. But um, if you're streaming defenses, go look at Week One. 
figure out what the suckiest offense is, and then just play that defense, like draft that defense. Unless, obviously, you have a huge... Um, like, your drafts like now, yeah. You, you're drafted, you know, and then you have June, like 17 yeah. different, you know, defenses come off the board, and <laughs> you'll figure it out later. But um, I would do that, and then the next thing I would do is look at kickers. Now, kickers are are interesting. I hate them. Um, I kind of want to get rid of kickers just because they kind of <laughs> beat me in a playoff game last year. But yeah, that was rough. Regardless, it? for, it's okay. It saved you from losing yeah, to me in the championship. Yeah, that's true. Um, so for me, when I look at kickers, there's a lot of different things you can look at. Uh, you have to look at over-unders. You have to look at the talent on the team. Um, and one of the guys that I've actually kind of been looking at lately who hasn't really been a, a person that a lot of people have been talking about, but it's the new kicker for the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. And with the Cleveland Browns having a high-powered offense, right, uh, it's going to cause this particular kicker to – most likely jump into if if they if they produce and score as much as people expect them to, I think this guy will jump into like that Mason Crosby type role, uh, yeah. and and score a lot of fantasy points just kicking the ball. Um, so I'm going to take this guy named Craig Joseph from the Cleveland Browns. I saw I saw him a couple days ago, and I'm like, that's actually a smart pick because you're getting the Cleveland Browns offense, and and when they score, this guy's going to score. So. Uh, that's what you kind of want to go after, but kickers suck taking because I'll probably <laughs> drop him in like one week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to round out our team, we have Christian McCaffrey, uh, Odell Beckham, Leonard Fournette, Stefan Diggs, David Montgomery, Chris Godwin, Tyler Boyd, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz, James Washington, Jimmy G, Austin Hooper, Houston Texans D, and Greg Joseph, yep. the kicker. Um, relatively decent draft. Um, I was going to say, good, f- not great, but good, good. not great. Uh, but I, I, this is like the first time that I've picked, done a mock draft with like the fourth pick, believe it or not. I've been doing oh, really? like seven, eight, nine um, in that area. So, and then two because of, uh, you know, yeah. me picking it too. But uh, so it's a decent team. Uh, there's definitely some things we could have done differently. But yeah. in terms of like what you had in the positions that you were in, it was pretty good. Um it's I, always fun to draft. Oh yeah, big time. It's always fun. This makes to me draft. want to do a mock draft. <laughs> I honestly do think we have a good core, though. You know, McCaffrey and Fournette to me is yeah. one of the best duos. And if you if you look at other teams and where they picked and guys they picked, yeah. I think we probably have right there with the best running back duos out of anybody. And we have Odell Beckham, definitely. So I think that is big. Um, we have some risky guys that could pay off. David Montgomery, Chris Godwin, Tyler Montgomery. Boyd. Um. And I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Like mm-hmm. we had, we had good picks. Could have been. It wasn't a perfect draft, but it was good. Yep. Uh, that does it for our first mock draft of 2019. We are uh, anticipating to do four of these mock drafts as we go along in the off season. Um, we're going to do them in different locations, sometimes varying in difficulty. Uh, four is just kind of like the easiest pick ever. So it is pretty easy. Yeah. Um, actually, I think this year it's probably like 106, but. Uh, we'll, we'll do, uh, picks at different locations so you can kind of understand. We'll definitely do the turn pick because I think a lot of people always have questions on what to do at 101 or 110. Um, and so we'll try to, we'll try to figure that out. Um, but be, be, be sure to listen on Thursday as we discuss, uh, AD, similar ADPs and players who are kind of difficult questions. Mm. Like, what do you do with the Rams wide receivers? What do you do with them? You'll find out next week. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us, boss? I'm just happy we took McCaffrey, but I wish we took Mahomes too. <laughs> I don't even talk to you Thursday fans. <laughs> Peace out.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.